Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Daydon Tolbert. Tonight is Ask Daydon Advice Monday. Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's going on? Um, sorry, a little technical difficulties here to start the show off. Uh, but no, nah, this is uh, Keeping It Real Fridays here uh, on the Daydon Tolbert Show. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about um, what we call, what many people call, a boo. You know, you hear a lot of women these days saying, that's my boo. That's my uh you know, my bay. I don't even know what the heck that means. Uh, but, you know, we want to really talk about the difference between some of these friends with benefits situations, some of these, uh, these we won't call them relationships, we'll call them situations, we'll call them arrangements, we'll call them uh, Friday night, you know, freaks, you know, in many cases, uh, booty calls, jump-offs. You know, there's a lot of that going on in 2014, and uh, tonight on Keeping Real Fridays, we just want to talk about the difference between having a boo, um, a baby, um, and, and an actual boyfriend, an actual committed relationship that is um, on its way to progressing into something substantial. Um, unfortunately, in today's society, you know, most women if, that I've ever come across, you know, aspire to have love, <clears throat> and, you know, when it comes to men, you know, we want the same thing. But unfortunately, what's going on is we're seeing, a, a, you know, a disconnect, you know, between uh, what men actually want and what women think men want. And so that's where we have these, you know, these situations that um, men are actually very content being in because it allows them to do other things that they're, you know, used to doing in regards to dealing with other women. And women often find themselves um, engaged in these situations uh, hoping that they will eventually translate into uh, something else. And um, so that's what we're here today to do, just to talk about some of the signs, uh, to recognize that you are just a boo or, or have just a boo as a po- uh, opposed to uh, an actual relationship, a boyfriend, uh, a significant other, if you will. So uh, tonight is also a, a Keeping It Real Friday's edition of uh, <clears throat> Ask Data on Advice Hour. And um, we have some really good questions that were sent in to you guys specifically, uh, or sent in from you guys specifically for tonight's show, uh, as well as some old questions that were sent in we just never got a chance to uh, to address. You guys are welcome to call in with any um, questions or comments or feedback. Uh, you know how we do on Friday night, 646-200-0366. Hit the number one on your keypad. And, um, you know, we're going to have some pretty interesting uh, discussions surrounding uh, this particular topic. 
Courtney's here with me tonight. Courtney, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, Courtney. What, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, this is something that in your past life uh, you could relate to as far as having a boo. Yes. <laughs> I know all about that. I know all about that. Courtney, let me ask you, is there anything that you don't know about? <laughs> no, I don't think so. All right. This we want to do. Um, <laughs> Why are you trying to be funny? Here's the thing, um, you know, with 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 keeping it real Fridays, um, we're known for keeping it real. We're known for keeping it honest. And Courtney, what do you think are some of the major reasons why um, these non-committal situations, women are so content having a boo, or, or you know, someone to chill with, someone to lay with, um, as opposed to going after and getting what it is that they ultimately truly want. I think a lot of it points to just how they feel about themselves or don't feel about themselves. You know, they don't think that, you know, they'll be able to find someone. And so they settle, you know, because that fear of, you know, being by themselves is like something's better than nothing. So that's why a lot of women do it. That's why I did it. You felt like being alone was was worse than, um, you know, being in a bad situation. Yes. Mhm. What was the issue with being alone? Um, I just thought that um I don't know. I just thought that it was like the worst thing ever. I just it was just to me, I just felt like it was just like people would talk about me and you know, everyone's going to be looking at me. So at least if I could pretend I'm in a relationship, even if I'm not, you know, that would be better. That'll make me feel better about myself. And that's, you know, and self-esteem, insecurities, those are definitely some of the main reasons why I see that going on. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that today. But I just want to spend, uh, and we'll talk, we'll, as a matter of fact, we're going to get into it, in a, you know, in a little bit. But we have some other issues to uh, to talk about. We're going to talk about, we're going to define what exactly a boo is. You know, a lot of times um, women think that that's something um, glamorous, something desirable, um, something favorable on on some level. But so what we're gonna what we're gonna do is uh, we're gonna define the term. And we're gonna define what it means to actually have a boyfriend. Um, I've heard over the years that you know some people try to be extra um, philosophical and you know saying oh there's no such thing as a boyfriend. He, you know it's not a relationship until he's actually put a ring on your finger and I don't respect actual, you know, boyfriend girlfriends. I'm like, well, just this just that's just foolishness. So we want to really talk about that actual term of of having a boyfriend, you know, what that should look like, what it will feel like, you know, when someone is not just saying we're together but really meaning it and and you know, and what their actions will uh, you know, will look like. Um but I do want to talk about uh something else real quick briefly. Um, there's a debate going on now on my Facebook page uh, surrounding this whole George Zimmerman uh, situation. Evidently, he's been, um, you know, uh, someone, some promoter had, had reached out to him as far as doing uh, a celebrity boxing match, uh, evidently with DMX. And, uh, you know, I, had a, I mean, I have a couple of things that I'll say about him. You guys know me over the last few years. We've spent, uh, you know, a good amount of time discussing the Trayvon Martin case, discussing the verdict. I posted the link yesterday. If anybody missed it, definitely uh, check out, 
the uh you know my special on on the George Zimmerman case um and just so you can hear my views and you know hear things done from a or discussed from a a legal perspective as opposed to an emotional perspective which I think unfortunately a lot of people are are approaching it and, and you know and rightfully so it's you know it's an emotional situation a young man was killed uh, which is never a, a good thing but um you know we just talked about it you know what the facts were what the uh the evidence showed you know what the actual law allows you know as far as um legal decisions verdicts and things like that um but as far as the the celebrity boxing match i've been hearing a lot of people saying that you know expressing outrage that you know this guy is you know in in a you know a, a boxing match or you know or has even been named a celebrity and you know a couple things that I'll say about that um matter of fact first before I jump into it because there's a lot I want to say but are you familiar with that? Have you heard it? You know, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, yeah, I've heard about it. I just really, I don't want to say I didn't care, but it was just I didn't feel that outrage that everyone else felt. Um, I can't say that I could identify with that feeling. If anything, here was my thing. I just thought that, you know, I thought that people would actually be happy to see him in a boxing match because then he can go against someone that would actually, you know, beat him up and that's what they wanted, right? So that's why I was kind of confused for a second. So those were, that was my thoughts. You know, the, the yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, very few things nowadays surprise me about the black community. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous that the things that we as a people collectively will will want to protest and even express outrage about. I mean, so many different aspects of just, you know, our community that is literally, you know, just jacked up and and an abomination and people literally will overlook those things and just almost it seems like seek out other things to complain about as opposed to looking in the mirror at us and the things that we personally struggle with as a community. And, I mean, first of all, people need to understand. I mean, we're talking about two minorities, first of all, because don't let it be clear. I want everyone to be crystal clear about this. You know, if you have a little bit of black in you, then you're black. If you've got a little bit of Hispanic in you, then you're Hispanic. That makes you a minority. And make no mistake about it, if George Zimmerman would have been killed or harassed or shot up or beaten up by a bunch of white cops, this would be like, you know, it would be a, a totally, totally different thing. And, and, and the minority uh, population in this country would have been embracing him. So let's not act like, you know, this is some racist white guy, you know, who who, you know, who is doing who committed some injustice, you know, against a minority. We're talking about black-on-black crime, Hispanic-on-black crime. I mean, this is stuff that's been going on for how long? I mean, this stuff is this is stuff that goes on every day. I mean, you got the Latin kings at war with Bloods and Crips over in L.A. They're killing each other every single day. Black-on-Hispanic is nothing new, guys. All right? So George Zimmerman is a Hispanic man. Trayvon Martin was a black man. I mean, it's just... That's just what it is. You can try to twist it. Oh, his mom. Now he's a he's a Hispanic. That's what he is. You look at him, you can tell it. I mean, his, you. I mean, that's what he is. He's Hispanic. <laughs> There's no way. That's two. We're talking about two minorities. 
Not black versus white like the media wants you guys to believe. Black versus Hispanic. Now I'm not saying you know we can and we can talk about the facts of the case and you know we've done that. But I'm just saying aside from that, don't let's talk about it for what it is. You know this is not a black on white thing. This is not a race. It wasn't even a racial thing, to be honest with you. It was an unfortunate situation where someone was killed. Now that's you know that's that. Now over to this celebrity boxing match. Now I mean, it, listen, Joey Butterfuco, okay, was was a was in the celebrity boxing match. Tanya Harding was was in the celebrity. These are criminals. These are like you see what I'm saying. Like nobody cares about the celebrity boxing match unless it's someone that they can actually relate to. I mean that's how ignorant some people are. To be honest with you, I mean we got child molesters. You know what I'm saying? Like convicted rapists, you know, doing these types of things and nobody cares. You know, and I'll be honest with you, probably the only, re- I mean, the real reason here, you know what I'm saying, that people really have an issue with it, if you want to be honest, is because he's fighting DMX. And people look at DMX and they look at George Zimmerman and they're like, whoa, hold on. I did a little bit of research on old, old uh, Georgie, but I don't know. You know, he might, who knows, he might, you know, even taking some kickboxing boxing classes. DMX ain't the thug that he used to be in belly. Who knows, you know, he's been smoking that, you feel what I'm saying? He's been smoking that crack. You know, he might, he might, <laughs> George Zimmer, old Georgie boy might, might actually get one off on uh, on DMX. And I think that's really the issue. I said on Facebook, I said, I mean, I don't really think anybody would have a problem with George Zimmerman ending up in a uh, a celebrity boxing match with uh, with Mike Tyson, you know, or you know, get uh, Bernard Hopkins or somebody, you know, out the, out of retirement, or I mean, whoever, you know, anybody other than DMX. I don't think people have. I mean, that's just my opinion. You see, I mean, because I think I think people people been talking about. I, I wanted him to get what he deserved. Get what you know, push Shaquille O'Neal versus George Zimmerman. I don't think anybody would have a problem. Like, oh yeah, put Shaq in there. Let me see Shaq knock out George Zimmerman. But because it's DMX, it's a problem. What, what are your thoughts though? So I was wondering what it was. <laughs> now I'm glad that you clarified it for me. So they thought that. Um, DMX was gonna lose. I actually thought he might put up with this fight. I didn't, you know, I didn't even think about it. You know, like um, a lot of people are. So that's, I mean, that's an interesting take on it. But either way, it's just ridiculous. Just how um, up in arms I think people have gotten about it. Just being passionate about the wrong things. People are passionate about. That's my whole thing. And I have no problem with them being passionate about, you know, the case. But one, at least know the case. Because go, ask around, and everybody listen, ask around. I, I can almost guarantee, ask around, and you'll find most people didn't watch one minute of the trial. Okay? Most people have no idea. They say, oh, the evidence, this and this and that. But, like, okay, well, what did you think about that? Well, I didn't, I mean, I didn't watch the trial. Well, if you didn't watch the trial, how do you know what evidence was presented? What, the news? The, you mean the same news that has been marketing this from day one is a black versus white issue, specifically designed to separate the black community and make make it some type of uh, race war? You mean, you talking about that media? You can't watch. I'm talking about watch the trial. And just real quick, this one the last thing I'll say about it. And we we like I said, we did a whole show discussing the law, the legal system. You know, from a, from an actual perspective, not like you know an emotional perspective, but you know, just so you guys know. 
you know, you can't find someone guilty. And I'm, I'm just educating a lot of people who may, who may or may not know. But you literally can't find someone guilty in in a court of law when reasonable doubt exists. You can't do that. You you will you you can't. It's not you're not allowed to do that. I I just got my wife will tell. I just got a um, a notification for jury duty like yesterday. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm telling you, I'm a black man. And if I went on into a trial and they said, okay, you're going to be on this trial, and I had to look at all the facts, okay? If I, I'm telling you right now, if Dadon Talbert was on that jury and I had to look at the facts and they said, can you find George Zimmerman, you know, guilty beyond a shadow of a doubt, okay, I would not be able to do that. Courtney would not be able to do it. None of you would be able to do that. Now, if you want to impeach yourself, uh, not impeach yourself, perjure yourself, I'm sorry, you know what I'm saying, lie on the Bible, you know, do all that stuff. I mean, hey, that's, you know, that's on you, but no one could have found him because nobody was there. So clearly there was reasonable doubt. And, you know what I'm saying, I'm not saying it's not unfortunate. I'm not saying it's not a tragedy. It shouldn't have happened. But from a legal perspective, you're not allowed to find someone guilty of murder, first degree, second degree, you just can't. When there's reasonable doubt present. And no one in their right mind can say there was absolute unquestionable you know, guilt beyond a shadow of a doubt. That would be impossible for anyone to say because no one was there. There were no eyewitnesses. There were you know, defensive wounds on, Tray- on uh, George Zimmerman. That would, and the forensic evidence did show that Trayvon Martin did punch him and was on top of him beating him. So there were no nothing there to refute that evidence. Based on the evidence, you had to find him not guilty. And if you did, you know what I'm saying. So I just like to, you know, like I said, I don't want to say too much about it. You know, am I a fan of George Zimmerman? Do I think he should be making money or millions or whatever based off the celebrity box? I mean, of course not. I'm not. I don't. I really don't care about a George Zimmerman. But I'm just saying, like, don't. Care don't don't say you're not gonna watch that, but then you're tuned into Love and Hip Hop every day, you know every week, you know you you can't wait till next week so you can see part two of the Real Housewives of Atlanta fight like that's you're you know what I'm saying if you don't have a problem with that type of stuff like if you watch Adultery, you know on Being Mary Jane and Scandal. You know what I'm saying? Adultery and murder are the same. I mean it wasn't murder, but if people want to act, oh he Murray got away with murder. Well if you that's how you feel. Why do you like scandal? Ask God how he feels about, you know, adultery and what's a bigger sin, adultery or murder? I mean, the Bible confirms, you know, we'll answer that question for you. So just wanted to share some stuff. But, you know, if you guys had questions about that or thoughts or opinions, definitely feel free to call in. But, you know, it's something that we have to start talking about, you know, at, you know not emotionally, but actually logically, you know, physically. Phys- you guys know what I'm saying. I'm tired. You see what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Let's really talk about this stuff from a from a logical perspective. Any last thoughts on that? Oh uh, no, no. Yeah, man. Let's let's just you know and stop. You know, people. I would really appreciate if people could stop. You know, um, you know, just let people express their opinions. Like I've been seeing just on other people's pages. You know, a lot of. Um, a lot of negativity, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people will be ready to fight 
just from a Facebook post. I'm like, wow, like that. You can, you know, you know, it's not like that in other areas. It's not like that in other communities. It's not, you know, we as a as a community as as African Americans, unfortunately, you know, have just become very, very negative and and very angry and very violent as a people. I'm just like, wow. You know, like the new KKK is 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 black people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just going around, you know, attacking people and fighting people, and you know, it's just like, wow, man, this is this isn't how it should be. You know, if you guys missed my special on on Kwanzaa, that was a very probably one of the realest shows I've ever done, where we talked about you know the the principles of the Nguza Saba. You know, what Umoja means, Kuchichakali, Nia, you know, Imani, like all of these principles that unfortunately are missing in, in the greater part of the uh, of our community. So so that's that. I just wanna you know, wanna touch touch on uh on that. I don't know if they're actually gonna do it. I'm not sure if it's been confirmed yet. Um, you know, I look forward to I I'll watch it. Shoot. You know what I mean? You act like they're not like like stop fronting like stop lying you see it like really stop the bs in fact i'd be surprised if there was one person out there who literally genuinely if they had the opportunity to watch it would just would not watch it i mean people would say oh i ain't watching that crap yes you are you are so if it came on nbc at eight o'clock and you were home. You would watch it. And if you weren't, you probably would set the DVR to watch it just to see what it was what was going to happen. People get up there on their high horse. I ain't, I'm too good. No, you're not. You ain't too good. You certainly ain't too good for uh, being Mary Jane. So you definitely would want to. I mean, who doesn't want to see him get knocked out? I would love to see DMX knock out George Zimmerman. I mean, you see, why wouldn't you? People, man. They just, people just like to complain. <laughs> How's that boycott in Florida going? People, yo, everybody is talking about how much they would love to be in Florida because of the snowstorm. You feel it? I'm about to post that on my page. There's a bunch of sites. Oh, we should boycott Florida. That's all. I'm, I'm not never going to Florida again, and we should just, you know, I'm not eating any oranges anymore. Like, what? Like, yo, just shut up. Yes, you are. Now everybody, well, I, I wish I was in Florida. I'm going to Miami this summer. What you mean? I thought you were boycotting Florida. <laughs> You just said you just said that last year. I mean, you you saw the post, Courtney. Yeah. But then when yeah. I pointed out, people would look at me like I'm the bad guy. I'm the bad guy because you said you were boycotting Florida. Now you want to be down in, on a beach somewhere in Florida. So let's talk people about these boots. No, I'm just you know I'm just keeping it real Fridays, man. You know, it's some psychos. You know how, how crazy some people are? Some you know, people are crazy. I, I remember this was like, I, this is one of the most ridiculous things. Probably, maybe I want to say the most ridiculous thing I've ever experienced on Facebook. That would be a good, um, you know, just a post for the Friends of the Data on Talbert Show group one day. Just what's the most, what are some of the most ridiculous things you've seen or experienced on Facebook? And one of them, probably for me, and I've been on Facebook a while, was it was right around it wasn't nine eleven but it was like something some type of uh terrorist you know activity or you know what I mean I forget who it was or what the exact situation was but I posted on my page I was like terrorists or assholes or something like that like you know what I mean like it was like right after something happened whatever it was at that time 
and most people gave it the thumbs up. Get like like a hundred thumbs up. But some some psycho chick wanted to talk about who are you to be judging terrorists? Just I mean, who are you to judge? What do you mean terrorists are assholes? You the terrorists? Are, I mean, yeah, they're terrorists, but at least they you know they have families too. So there's somebody's mother. Somebody. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you're an idiot. I'm like, you're defending someone who would, if they had the opportunity, kill you. You know what I mean? Like, kill you, kill your family, kill your mom, kill your dad. You know what I'm saying? They're terrorists. And you want to sit here and act like they have rights or feelings. I mean, they're like psychos. And then they start going into the religious aspect. Of, I'm like, relig- ain't nowhere in any religion, whether it's the Quran, whatever, that that justifies or rationalizes the killing of innocent people. There's nothing in Islam that 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 speaks about that. Nothing. You see what I'm saying? So it is what it is, man. People are psycho, but that for me would be one of the more ridiculous things. I want to, as we get into tonight, so I got a letter that I wanted to read. And this was a real, I'll leave her anonymous. It was a, ni- a really nice letter that was sent in. Um, she posted, and this is, and we're going to start talking about Friday night stuff, the sex. You know what I'm saying? The freaks, the the, the overnight bags with the tights and the Uggs and the he- head scarves. You, you know, what you laughing for, Courtney? What you know about the tights and the Uggs and the hoodies and with the head wrapped up? And the glasses I, on. Take the people. People take the contacts out. They just go over there like, "Hey, the heck with it." You know what I mean, <laughs> is that you? Creepy. Well, you know, I I hear that people do that, so that's why I was laughing. I just thought it was funny. I hear oh, that people do that. Oh, oh, oh you, heard, you heard? You heard they do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. I'm just glad I had my the bu- scarf and all that my home. stuff, the makeup. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Me and my homie Sam, we we used to uh, we used to do that back in the day. My frat brother, we used to go like when we were on campus. It, we would be up at all hours of the night. One of our our homies was a um, what you call it? Like those people who just patrol the campus late at night. You know that was just their job. And so we would just hang out with them up, you know, walking around, you know, up all hours of the night chilling. And we would um, we got this little micro mic- microphone and we would just walk across campus. You know, interviewing people, doing like these fake interviews, like, uh, yes, uh, excuse me, uh, like they'll be getting their hike on. They had the book bag, the tight so I mean, you know, the whole, you know, jump off a tire on. Like, uh, yes, uh, excuse me, where are you going at this hour? It's actually uh, one o'clock in the uh, morning. You have the book bag and the uh, tights on. It appears as if you are on your way to get smashed off by someone who is clearly not your boyfriend. But and they would, you know, they would laugh it off, and it was funny. But yeah, we should have actually had the actual camcorder out because that stuff goes on that was college but interestingly enough those same women who were creeping at one forty-five, three o'clock in the morning taking a hike across campus by themselves was uh you know there's now instead of being 17 18 they're now 35 instead of walking they're, they're hopping in their honda civic you know what i mean driving across the city you know or they make their you know getting a text message that says leave that bottom lock open yeah, I'll just be in bed. Just, just come on. Just let yourself in. Let yourself in. You, where you live at? You be letting the, you just leave the door open. I know how many women have left their bottom lock open for me back in the day. Oh yeah, just 
well, I'm, you still coming by? I'm like, well, I'm, I'm at the club right now. Oh, what time the club over? I don't know. The club's over at three, but I'm I'm playing the let out to get more numbers to replace you with. So I mean, try, I get there. I, the club's over at two, but I get to you about maybe four thirty. You know, five. Oh, that's cool. You know, okay. Well, I'll probably be asleep, but just just I'll leave the door open. Just let yourself in and come on. Like, what the heck? Yo, sometimes I won't even come. <laughs> won't even show up. <laughs> I mean, shoot, messing around. <laughs> Mess around, let Joe Carroll come up in there. See, y'all, oh, of course, y'all don't know about Joe Carroll. Never mind. That's that's for the people who watch the following. You know what I mean? Y'all, if you don't watch the following, you ain't catch that, man. Joe Carroll's a psycho. You know what I mean? Y'all get y'all got to get up on that. Courtney, you don't mess with the following, do you? No, I don't. Oh, see. Oh, my bad. No sex in there. Okay, I see what's going on here. Oh, no, they didn't. I see. No, no adultery in there. You know, no fornication in there. No scandals in there, right? No black people in there. I get it. Okay, guys. I'm messing with Courtney just because you guys are out there listening. She's the only person here. But y'all know what's up. I'm really talking to y'all out there, everybody who watches B. I still ain't seen that show not one time. You know what I mean? I watch these real shows, man, good shows. Like, you know what I'm saying? Dramas. People don't even want drama nowadays. They don't even want – back in the day, they used to have actual dramas like L.A. Law you know, uh, Chicago Hope, um, you know, what's the, uh, you know, ER, you know what I mean? Nowadays, people just want sex. They just want drama. They want they want to watch stuff that makes that gives them the motivation to go into their bottom sock drawer and take their minds off their problems, take their minds off their, their boo. I mean, that's really what's going on. They want to live vicariously through these characters, you know, but that's not going to help you. That's not going to help you have love. You got to leave that stuff alone, man. You you know, getting into those, watching those sinful shows, you know, lusting after those people, that's just going to, you know, cause that sexual vibe to, you know, to trans, transfer over into you. And that's what's going to be perceived by these men. And the next thing you know, you're the new Olivia Pope. You're the new being Mary Jane. You can't figure out why. You're saying, well, I don't dress like a hoe. I don't come off like that. But what do you watch on Friday nights? What's on your DVR? You know, what's in the bottom sock drawer? Okay, told y'all, man. It's keeping it real Fridays. You know what I'm talking about, Courtney. You, I mean, keep it real. Tell the people there were some shows you had to leave, you know, leave alone just because of the effect that they had on your spirit. Yeah, I mean, I used to, I used to watch those shows. Um, I, I watched a couple of episodes of um, Being Mary Jane. I, a I used to watch. Yes, literally a couple. Why are you trying to play me right now? I, I thought you watched the whole season. No, I didn't. I only watched two episodes. Okay. But I um but then I was watching Scandal. I was watching um Love and Hip Hop, Bad Girls Club, uh, For the Love of Ray J and to the Left After Ray J. <laughs> I used to do like what? silly stuff like that. <laughs> the heck? I to do an on yeah. session with you. Oh, so wait, so you you find Ray J sex to be sexy? I used to. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Let me find out. <laughs> but I'm saying that to say that like when I, I used to do stuff like that, watch those types of shows and then I actually did used to have a bottom sock drawer, so that on top of it, I 
mean, the sexual vibe was like it was all on me. Right. Yeah, well, that's that's deep, man. That's deep. You know. But it, you know, but that's real. I appreciate the realness. I mean, that's what we're here for. Um, a young woman wrote into the show though. She said, "I'm not sure who to address this to." Um, and I don't want to post this as a comment to your Facebook page because I want to protect my privacy. No one knows about the insane things that happen in my marriage these days. I want to keep it that way, so I uh, so I thought I'd try this link that I found on your Facebook page. Uh, but a friend of mine has been sharing thoughts on his Facebook wall and timeline, and they've been showing up in my feed for a while now. I sometimes send th- uh, send them to my husband. Um, or I'm sorry, someone has been sharing your thoughts on their uh, Facebook timeline, uh, and someone's and sometimes sends to my husband. I discovered tonight who you were and wanted to tell you. Now that I know who you are, um, I thought you were some type of author or something, uh, and your thoughts have have often given me strength in my difficult marriage, and I want to thank you for that. So thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. If it if I wasn't so private about my relationship, I'd like your page in a heartbeat, but my family is very nosy and it would lead to uncomfortable questions. I take comfort and strength where I find it and your words have often given me such. Again, thank you. Uh, that's all. And she signs her name, but I'll leave her anonymous. And that's a great um, you know, a great letter because what I found is that, you know, a lot of people um, you know, I mean, obviously, a lot. We've been on, you know, been doing this for a while. It's our tenth year um, in radio, and um, you know, over the years, you know, a lot of people have have listened and you know have been passionate about this show publicly. But you know, even more have just listened silently, and you know, and um, you know, written letters similar to like I've literally over a thousand you know testimonies and and just you know letters like what you just heard from women who's who are going through things, who are listening now. Um, don't really want people in their business, and I just want to say I, I appreciate you guys. I know that you're out there. You know, you guys are the you know letters like this even are why I do what I do, and will con- have been doing it, and will continue to do it indefinitely um, because you know it's it it is needed. You know, and um, I appreciate the uh, the support, and hopefully uh, you know others can find strength and comfort uh, in this show. You know, through private counseling. Uh, through my you know books, CDs, you know there's a lot of information out there. Look out for my new book uh, coming out this summer, How to Win the Heart of an Elite Man in 365 Days or Less. Um, but let's let's talk about though. You know she said, and this is kind of what we want to avoid. Um, you know, she said that you know she's been married, she's in an unhappy marriage. I mean, really, at the end of the day, that's what we're here for. You know, in, in regards to having a boo, because what happens is a lot. You know. I won't say it happens a lot, but in many cases, you know, a a non-committal, casual, sexual situation does have the potential to to morph into an actual marriage. Okay? But what you got to realize is unhappy marriages start out maybe not even in your mind, but in the mind of the man as a boo type of situation. 
a lot of women are dealing with men who they think they're in a relationship, but the man is just looking at them as someone to, you know, have fun with, someone to bide his time with until he meets the woman who will actually become his woman. And I'm just trying to help you guys not even have to go through that. Because let's be honest, most bastards, we did a show on how to avoid dealing with a low-down, dirty bastard a couple uh, weeks ago. You know, most men who turn out to be bastards, who turn out to be deadbeats, the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players, they don't show themselves to be the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players at first. In many, you know, many cases, they are actually nice guys. But as you all should know by now, a nice guy does not always translate and very rarely translates into being an elite man, a godly man, the man that God has for you. But then again, you guys already knew that, didn't you? Courtney, I know you know that. Yes. Yeah, I can relate to that. You know, so let's talk about, though, um, you know, Abu. You know, because we got some really good questions that actually pertain uh, to to that that I want to make sure we get to uh, tonight. But, um, you know, what is that? Okay. You know, we hear that a lot, Abu. It's someone who um, who you chill with. Now, a lot of people say, well, you know, what's the difference between a boo, you know, and a uh, a booty call, uh, a jump off? Well, the difference between the two of those is, you know, a booty call is something where it's, that's just what it is. I used to have a booty call back in the day. I'll tell you, I'll tell you about it. You know, I mean, literally, like, you know, no conversation, you know, mainly text, literally um, would drive to go pick her up, take her back to the crib, Smash, drive her back to the crib. Other cases, you know, literally just call, you know, after the club, call her up, boat, what you doing? Come on over. Uh, you know, and that's, I mean, there's no, there's nothing outside of it. There's no talking, there's no cuddling, there's no kissing. You know, it, you know, it just is what it is. And you guys know, I mean, you guys know about that. And those situations always have an expiration date. Usually they, they just kind of fizzle out, and then you end up just never talking to the person ever again. Like, you know, it's funny. People just disappear. It's like, whoa, you, like, you, I don't call her. She don't call me. And that's just never speaking. You go from having sex every Saturday night to just never speaking again, which is, you know, interesting in and of itself. But, yeah, so that's that's a booty call. But then, you know, a, a boo it's more so on the, along the lines of a friend with benefits, someone who, you know, I mean, I don't know how else to say it, someone who you would view as a friend, but you ha- who ha- is cool with, uh, you're cool with to the point where you guys have sex. And, you know, you have that arrangement. You know, you're going to protect yourself. And the, in many cases, the arrangement is, you know, if, you know, one or both of you decide to have sex with someone else, then you at least inform the person. <laughs> oh, at least I don't care if you do it because we ain't together, and I don't care what you do, but at least just <laughs> let me know. Just, just tell me. Just be honest with me. So I just, just so I know, right? right. Oh, oh, okay, sure, all right. Yeah. As I say that, as I give the thumb up, you know, the sarcastic thumb. Oh yeah, sure. I'll, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll let you know. Right? You know, I mean, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> some people are just crazy out here, man. Ladies, no one is going to do that, okay? You got a better chance of winning the lottery 
than you do, you know, a man actually say, oh, you know, hey, all right, check this out, right? Why don't you come over? You know, let's chill, okay? So, you know, and you know what happens when you come over to chill. So we're going to have sex. We're going to get some wine. We're going to watch a movie. We'll order some food. You know, we'll have some good sex on the couch spilling over into the floor. You know, as we're cuddling, as we whip out the Uno cards to start playing, you know, to kill some time, you know, hell, hey, hey, um, yeah, by the way, when I was out at the gym, there was this freak, and she was really coming on to me. You know, I found her to be sexy. I thought she had a big butt, and uh, she was giving me some, some rhythm, and um, we exchanged numbers. So I was thinking, you know, I know you're here Friday night, so I'm thinking maybe we could take a break. You know, I'll catch up with you next week sometime. I was thinking that I would probably have her come over tomorrow and then hopefully actually do the same thing that you and I just did. You know, what, you know, I know we have the arrangement, so I'm just letting you know out of as a courtesy. I just want to make sure you're cool with that. Courtney, I mean, could you ever, he- like, see a conversation like that actually happening? No, not at all. I mean, it never happened. Like, it would never happen. And a lot of women, they, they seem perplexed by that. They they just can't understand. Well, 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 they not. I just don't understand. I just don't understand why why these men can't be honest. He, he, why has he got a lie? He ain't got a lie. We not together. Why can't he just... Be honest for what? I mean, because the, here's the reason for that, ladies, is if he's honest with you, then, yeah, you're, you know, he has every right to do what he's doing because he's single, so why can't he just be honest? The reason he can't be honest is because he wants to have you come back over next Saturday. Because what would happen is you're already being viewed as a hoe. Any woman who subjects herself to becoming a booty call, a boo, a friend with benefits, whatever you want to call it, is already being viewed as a hoe. Anything outside of being viewed as a, a, a potential wife is being viewed as a hoe. But what solidifies that is if you know that he's having sex with you, but then actually having sex with somebody else, and then having sex with you again, now that you're, you know, you're in like you're just one of many, that doesn't feel good. Forget the fact that you just didn't know, but now that you know, it's a problem. But that's what women have to realize. It's not just that you know, it's just that it's what it is. If you're being viewed as a hoe, that should not be, you know, anything positive to you. You know, if a man is is, is only calling you over to have sex with you, that's the worst possible way that a man can look at a woman. So you just got to be real with yourselves as far as, you know, take the glamour out of it. There's nothing you know, sexy about that. Yeah, I know it's fun. Yeah, there may not be anybody in your life, but that's one of the reasons why, you know, we, I talk about these TV shows that you can get into on Netflix. You know, I do this show seven nights a week from 9 to 11, 9 to midnight, whatever it ends up being, so that you don't have to find yourselves, you know, getting smashed off on a Friday night, getting, you know, your face buried in a pillow and being secretly videotaped. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to come over thinking you guys are going to have a nice night when in reality his friends are hiding in the closet with the video camera. You see, like, I mean, wouldn't listening to me and Courtney on a Friday night be a much better idea than that? I mean, seriously, but you're saying, what? What are you talking about, Dana? I'm not on nobody's tape. Okay, you keep thinking that. You keep thinking that. You know what I'm saying? Many of you are, and and that's how men are. Because remember, we just did this show with last, what was it? Last Friday? Cool was that? Last Friday? Last Saturday? I think it was. It might have been last Friday. 
think it was Friday. Yeah, it was Friday. Yeah, uh, last Friday when, when me and Marv, we talked about uh, how to know, how to avoid, you know, uh, being, you know, men trying to run a train on you. And that's what, that's all it is. And we talked a lot about that. You know, if you're, if you allow yourself to be made a booty call, you know, then all, all bets are off. There, there are no rules. There's nothing that we won't do to someone who allows themselves to be made a, a you know, a booty call. That's kind of like if you go out and pay for a prostitute. You, you're gonna do any and everything you want. You're not gonna care. You're just gonna like that's just how it is. And so all I'm saying is, ladies, don't allow yourselves to be made, you know, a, a prostitute. You understand? Like, I could tell y'all so many stories. So many stories, man. I mean, you know, Justin Bieber, we talked uh, a couple of weeks ago. He, he went out to a, um, a brothel out in Brazil, you know, an actual whorehouse, you know, where sex is legal, prostitution is legal. Did you guys know when I went to the Dominican Republic, <clears throat> I think I, I tell you guys all, all the time, I didn't tell you, I didn't tell you everything, but when I went over to the Dominican Republic, what you laughing for? What's so, what's so funny? <laughs> What you want? What you want to hear? Some, you laugh some never, too, but you laugh too. So you want to what hear some saying? never before heard stories, huh? Well, I mean, yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. I mean, listen. I'll say this. I've seen. I've been different places. I've been solicited, even in the Dominican Republic, where you know where prostitution is legal. We're talking about beautiful, beautiful women. Some of the most beautiful women in the world. You know, actual prostitutes. Me and my homie were sitting at this uh, cafe outside, just chilling, having having dinner. And you know, these two young ladies walked up, you know, came up to us, and you know, they we just thought they were being friendly. You know, just you know, that's just how everybody is. They're just very friendly. But um, you know, at, at some point, you know, at one point in the conversation, they said something, and we didn't understand what the heck they were talking about. She like motioned, like you know, the, like money, like, I'm like whoa. Like whoa no I'm I'm here with my bachelor party you know I don't know what he's doing you know but he's single but I'm you know I'm chilling but the point is I've seen actual and I've seen and been solicited by actual prostitutes with more class than some women here in the United States you see I mean does that does anyone see a problem with that you see what I'm saying like women even you look at Beyonce. I've seen actual whores with more class than than say a Beyonce or some of these other freaks out here. You know, if that's that should not be the case. At when actual prostitutes have more class and respectability than in, in, in entertainers or women on their way to the clubs or women posing on Instagram or Facebook. That's a that's a problem, and and you guys should have a problem with that as well. The the stories I tell you guys are not, you know, are not, uh, you know, they're ma- they're not they're real stories. I'm being honest with you guys, and I just want you guys to think about that. And that's everything I'm saying is really the equivalent of of how a uh, a friend with benefits, a boo, is being viewed. Now another um, uh, example or um, you know, criteria of of being a a boo or finding yourself in a friend with benefits situation is in, in many cases they they will be doing things that a, an actual couple will do. A lot of people say, well, "What do you mean by that?" Well, you know, you may take a trip to Atlantic City, 
You might actually go out to Vegas because usually when you have a boo, which is different from a booty call, you actually like being around that person. You know what I'm saying, Corey? You know how it is. It's like you actually like them. That's why they're your boo. You guys might chill. You might cuddle. You might hang out. You might not. You might get together, you know, for things, believe it or not, other than just sex. But what, here's the thing, ladies. And we actually have an advice question that pertains to what I'm about to say. Just because, and this is very important, this is a mistake that so many women make, just because a man enjoys spending time with you does not mean that he wants to spend the rest of his life with you. There have been a lot of women in my past who I absolutely loved spending time with. I'm talking about, you know, many women just like you, professional, educated, attractive, um, you know, could cook a great steak, uh, you know, kept a, a nice home, went over to the crib. You know how you get these 30-something-year-old homeowners, go over, they got these big houses, you know, living by yourself in this nice big house, nice car in the driveway, just waiting to move a man up in there, just chilling, you know what I mean? Just like, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, I got all this. I'm just waiting to... You know, share with you. Why don't we going crazy? I'm like, whoa, slow your roll, sweetheart. I ain't moving. I'm not. I'm chilling. Like we're just kicking it. But you know, they keep. You know, Courtney, keeping the crib smelling all nice. You know, I'm just like, whoa, hold on. We're not doing that. But that's how it often goes. So, and and when a, when a woman and most women, you know, unless you're like, you know, like Courtney back in the day, just kept a dirty crib. You know what I mean? Like unless you're like that, <laughs> most women really, most women keep a nice house. You know, y'all clean your bathrooms, you clean your kitchen, you keep this, you know, keep it smelling good. You take out the trash. You know, like all at one time I went to this chick's crib. <laughs> I'm chilling in the living room. You know, you know how that small talk is before you end up smashing. You know, like, like you know, chill small talk for like 15 minutes. Like, oh, dang, why are you sitting all the way over there? What you mean? Well, I'm I'm just chilling. Dang, you all the way over there. They got on some, you know. Some boy shorts and a and a wife beater chilling, talking about some oh, all the way across the room. Why? Why? You might as well come sit over here. Oh, okay. Why? Why don't you come over here? Why don't you? These thirty year old women playing these types of sex games, man. We got to do a show on sex games. Freaking psychos, man. Sitting over there, no panties on, boy shorts on, wife beater with no bra on, lights all dim, talking about some. Why don't you come over here? Why don't you come over here? I asked you first. I asked you, like, yo, we're not in high school. We're not in high school, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Freaking weirdos. Like, look. So, so you know what I'm saying? But So we're doing that whole, you know, cat and mouse game, freaking like we're 10 years old, and I see a mouse just walk under the freaking <laughs> counter, right? <laughs> under the coffee table. I freeze. You know how you see a mouse, you just freeze in your tracks. You're like, whoa, what the heck? I'm like, uh, I, <laughs> yo, he he didn't run. He just walked out. He just walked out, poked his head out, and kept walking. But <laughs> but she didn't see it. I was like, I'm just looking at it. <laughs> she was like, what? I was like, uh, nothing. She's like, no. What? Why do you look like that? I'm like, oh, no reason. She's like, what'd you see? I'm like, nothing. I didn't see nothing. Meanwhile, the mouse is right there. I'm thinking she could see it, but she literally couldn't see it. I'm like, oh, man, the mouse was not moving. Oh, man. I'm like, no, no, I'm just, no. Nah, I'm, I'm I was like, no, nah, I'm just thinking about something. So she's like, oh, okay. 
Uh, so, so I was like, yo, get over here. So she came over, sat on my lap. I'm like, these weird chicks are weirdos, man. But uh, yeah, that was a that was a crazy situation. Dirty chicks, man, got mice running around the crib. But anyway, um, I don't even know what I was talking about, Courtney. What was I, what was I talking about before that whole uh, situation got started? Oh, that's right. I don't know. Oh, I, I, I know. There's a point to all this. You know, uh, as far as you know, the you know enjoying spending time with somebody. You know, and I just want to be crystal. You know, all jokes aside. You know, sp- uh, there are a lot of men who enjoy spending time with you, whether it's because of the sex, whether it's just because they like watching American Idol with you. Like one one woman back in the day, I used to, I just like Twenty Four was just our thing. Like that's the best show of all time. Coming back in May, that we just watched Twenty. Like that was our show. So I would just literally go over there, uh, just sp- specifically to watch that show. And we had a great time, uh, you know, before and after the show. But you know what I'm saying? So it was, it was just, but that was not someone who I was going to commit to, though. Right? I mean, I wasn't going to commit to her. I mean, and we and we weren't committed. And ladies, I think you need to. Uh, it's a funny situation. She got mad at me too. She was my boo. Right? She was my boo because we chilled. We went out to dinner occasionally, yeah, but mostly just chilled in the crib and ordered in, or she cooked or whatever. But that would have been a good example of, of a woman who would be classified as my boo. But we weren't together. One day she was she was mad as crap. I think I may have told this story before back in the day. I was over there chilling. Hopefully she's not listening. But if she is, it is what it is. Most of my exes do. They listen secretly with the Rudy Tootie, fresh and fruity sunglasses on. But, you know, I, I just got done chilling with her. Oh, two stories I'll tell you. Both of these are funny. Um... I had my laptop over. No, no, I was using her computer. And so I was like, all right, I'll see you later. I was getting ready to roll out. I was like, I'll see you later. So I left. I got in my car. I'm driving down the street. I get a, My phone rings, and it's the, it's the chick. I'm like, hello? She's like, I'm done with you, Daydog. I'm done with you. Don't just, I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? She, I'm, I'm done with you. You're done with me. What? Are you, what are you like? Why are you? Why are you done with me? What are you? I j- literally just left. Now nah, you. You. Oh, so you. So you be. You be going. You going to see somebody? Oh, so. So you enjoy talking to her? Oh, you like? You think she sounds sexy? I guess she was reading the email. Evidently, I left uh, my email open. And oh, you should have logged out of your computer. Out of my computer. They die. I'm done with you. Nah, just get your stuff. And you know that. I'm like, look. I'm like, look. Calm down. Relax. Y'all know how y'all do, ladies. Y'all don't want to actually be done when you find st- something out, right? You want to confront us to give us an opportunity to make you f- to talk our way out of it, to make you feel comfortable allowing us back in. That's really what the confrontation is for. Because when you really want to be done with somebody, there ain't no need for a confrontation. There ain't no need for a fight. You don't got to do this whole big song and dance. It's just be done. She could have been done with me. She didn't have to call me and tell me she was done. I was already gone. She just could have ignored my calls and told me, hey, look, don't call me anymore. So, and that would have been that. But do you think it was over? So basically what she found was that I was, in fact, dealing with other women. Right? That's what the emails confirmed. And so ask ask me, Courtney, was she even though she said I'm done with you, Daydon? Do you think she was really done at that point? No, right. I know she wasn't. Right, right. Well, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, she wasn't. 
And so all I'm saying is, ladies, I'm, I share these stories. I make myself the bad guy just to help you all relate. Very few men will ever allow themselves to become the bad guy. You guys ever see Batman? You know, he allowed himself to become hunted and stalked. and, and a, 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 He went from being a hero to an outlaw. Why? Because that's what the people needed at that time. And you know what I'm saying? That's what you guys need. You need someone to be the bad guy. You need someone to hate. You know, you'll listen, but you you don't really like these stories because I'm the bad guy in the story. I was the dog. I represented the boo, right, who was, in fact, dealing with other women. But how else would you know how to identify those types of men unless I made myself the bad unless I shared those stories? You see what I'm saying, Courtney? Right. And you know what? Now that we're talking about that, it made me think, I, well, of course you know that, and most people do, but I was that woman in the story that went through the emails. Like, I've done that, gone through Facebook inbox messages because they forgot to log out of their account. Why? And what were you looking for? I was looking to see if he was dealing with other women. I, I had actually already known that, you know, because he had a reputation, but I just wanted to see because it was an opportunity was there and he hadn't logged off. And I could have logged him off, but I was like, hmm, let's see what's in his inbox. And I went through it and he was just saying a lot of sexually um, suggested things to these women and, you know, what he was going to do to them. But the difference um, was that I didn't, I never confronted him about it. What I would do is I would find things and I would just store it, you know, my mental Rolodex and then bring it up later. But I wouldn't say anything right away. But but I would continue to have sex with them. That's deep, and and that's the the key uh, thing there is that there's always sex going on, and you'll be surprised how many women will have sex with a man who actually who they actually know is, is having sex with other women, and that's, ladies and gentlemen, the real reason. Why HIV is, you know, what it is in the in the black community. Um, why there's so many single black moms out here. Why 70% of black babies are born into single family homes. You know, because there's there's sex being had with men who deep down know that they don't want anything to do with the woman, so they're definitely not going to want anything to do with the kid. Now that's not right. But not only were you having sex with him, Courtney. Not only was she having sex with me. But there, there was unprotected sex. There was, you know what I'm saying, there were, the sex was raw. <clears throat> and, you know, I mean, and let's just be honest about it. I mean, and if you guys read my book, The Love We Had, you, you see how that happens. You see how people can get comfortable in those situations. The, the realest story of all time, check it out. You know, if you haven't already on Amazon right now, don't be a psycho. If you guys listen to this show, but you guys haven't uh, got my book, you know, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. But, you know, you know how it goes, Courtney. I mean, if you're talking about your boo, I mean, that's someone you have feelings for. That's someone who you, if if not have um, some type of actual commitment with, you have an arrangement, certainly. So in many cases, most cases, Time causes that condom to slowly but surely come off. It's a wrap. 
You know what I'm saying? You, you know how it goes. It's like, all right, you know, you're using a condom, you're using a condom, you're using a condom. And then one day, you know, he takes the condom off, and you're like, whoa, where's the condom? He's like, oh, oh, oh. He gets that stupid look on his face. He starts looking dumb. Like, oh, I, oh, I don't know. What happened to it? What? Well, what do you mean? You like, yo, where you, you, ladies be liking to, 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 to reach back there. Yeah, they like to reach back. Oh, where, just to make sure it's all like, yo, what you doing? Oh, I just want to make sure it's still on. What you mean? <laughs> you know, chicks are crazy. They're like, oh, I, I just want to see that. something. Are you done that? Yeah. Like, yo, I know everything. I'm like, why does they not know everything? Because I've done everything. There's nothing I don't know. You get what I'm saying? What do you, what, why did you do it? Because I, I mean, I just wanted to see if it was still on or not. You wanted to and see if he took it. it off. Yeah. You wanted to see yeah. if he took what? it off, or did you did you think it actually came off by itself? I honestly, the reason I did it is because I was just so scared that if it came off, you know, by accident then, you know, it would be a possibility of me getting pregnant. It was more so paranoia for me, I think. Mm. So I just want to make but sure it was always on. So, let me, I mean, let's just, since we're keeping it real tonight, I mean, because this is Keeping It Real Fridays, I mean, I mean and I'll even put it out there. I don't expect a million calls, but is there anyone? Is there one? Like, like this is a church. Is there one? You know what I mean? <laughs> Who is brave enough to call in and just, you know, say, hey, look, yeah, they don't, I've done that. You know, I've I've done that. Yeah, I've you know, I've I just want to know. I want people to understand. You know, what was the 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 rationale behind it? Like, was it a certain time period? Was it a certain amount? Of, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, was it six months? Was it three months? Was it the fact that you thought you were in an actual committed relationship? Was it that you thought he was going to be your husband? Are you just a freak and, and like just sex with no condom? You just like the way it feels? Like I just want to know, what is it? Everybody's anonymous, 646-200-0366. Phone lines are open. Now, I'm just curious, but we'll start with you, Courtney. You know, you know, are you, what, what was it since you went from that point to feeling back, you know, reaching back to feel if it was still on, to saying, you know what, whatever, let's just, you know, it's all good. Just go ahead, raw dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, that's like a huge transition, right? But I think I just, I got so comfortable in that situation that um, I wanted to convince myself that because he wanted to be, you know, go unprotected with me, that that means he loves me. You know, if he if he's willing to do that, not protect himself himself with me, that means that you know he loves me. And so, I I did it because it, it got to a point where he had me so caught up, and it was just so many like he played me so much, like so many mind games that I really thought he cared about me. And it got to the point where I didn't care whether or not I got pregnant mm. because I thought that. It would, you know, we'd be happily ever after or, you know, married. Like, that's how um, much I was caught up in it. Right. I mean, that's that's deep. And I agree with you. There are a lot of women out there who will will just really not even care. You know, they won't even care about the possibility of getting pregnant. They won't even, even think about the fact 
that they just found out that, you know, like you said, you just got finished going through his email and seeing him, you know, blatantly having sex with other women, but they will still have sex with those men. And that's, that's you know, that's um, that's interesting. You know, and so, you know, to hopefully tonight, so we, we actually did a show several years ago on, I think it was a Keeping It Real Fridays, actually, on um, friends with benefits. The, I think the rules of being a friend with benefits. You know, obviously we've changed the format of this show since then, but if you want to go back to the archives to hear how we were, you know, two, three years ago, still, that I mean, one of the realest shows I've ever done was that show. You know, t- totally d- you know different perspective than what it, than from a biblical perspective, but real nonetheless. Um, but yeah, so the sex—that's another um, you know an, a characteristic of of, of these non-committal situations, uh, STDs. Another thing that there's that there's always going to be when you have a boo, is going to be the fights. All right, anyone who willingly and knowingly puts themselves into a casual, sexual, non-committal situation. I don't care who you are or what the arrangement is. At some point, there will be fights. Because after so much sex, there's going to be feelings caught. There's going to be, you know, uh, lines that are crossed, boundaries that, you know, will be, you know, pushed back. And, you know, feelings are going to be hurt. You know, whether it's even, it might not even be about actual sex with somebody else. It might just be, oh, why ain't you call me back? <clears throat> Excuse me. It might be, you know, you, you, you know, what? I text you, Courtney, at, at 10 o'clock, oh, good night. You know, what's up? Or what you doing? I don't get back to you, you know, until the next day. It's like, oh, you must have been up with some, you know what I'm saying? Some B. Whose bed did you sleep in last night? Like those types of things. Knowing that there's no, you know, recourse because there is no commitment. You do you see what I'm saying, ladies? And I just want to put that out there. If you aren't in a relationship with somebody, I'm talking about an actual relationship, you have no, you know, I mean, there's nothing you can say. I mean, you have no authority, no right to dictate who and what and how he spends his time. You see, like I don't care if you gave him your body. That's your decision. But if he wants to go give his body to somebody else, that's his prerogative. That's his choice. You can't get mad at him for that. You can't throw bricks through his window, Courtney. You cannot, you know, you cannot become Spider-Man and try to crawl through his window to see what he's doing. I think the people have heard that story enough, don't you? Yeah, but I have another one. Oh. Oh, oh do <laughs> tell. Do tell. So excited over it. Uh, yeah, I I used to throw tantrums a lot. I, I do I do remember that. I don't I don't want I wouldn't call it a fight because, you know, he wasn't arguing. It was really all me. Um but I remember one night, um, he, well, he didn't spend the night. We had sex, and um, this was like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Somebody was blowing his phone up. And um, finally, I guess he checked his messages, 
and um, he he told me, he said, I got to go. And he usually, you know, spent the night every night. And I was like, well, why are you going? You never leave in the middle of the night. Why are you leaving? He was like, well, you know, I got to go because, um, you know, my child's mother, she she needs some milk for the baby, and, and I have the Similac in my trunk, so I'm going to go and drive and give it to her because I, I have the last can in my trunk. This was at 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the morning. And it was so obvious that he was going over there to smash. And I knew that then. And so I remember him leaving and, like, turning around to leave, and I literally just got on my knees and, like, begged him to stay. And, like, I had my, like, arms around his leg, like, saying, don't go, don't leave. Like, I was throwing um, the biggest tantrum. I do remember that. And I do also remember him never coming back and me knowing then that, you know, for, you know, knowing for, like, the millionth time that he's having sex with other women. Right, <clears throat> that's that's pretty much how it goes. I mean, ladies. I mean, if somebody gets that late night text, you know, they're not going to the store; they're going to smash. And it's really just a matter of you, you know, recognizing your worth and not settling for a non-committal situation when you know that you want more, you know that you want better, you know that you deserve better. But then that's an issue in and of itself in many cases because many women don't know their worth and many women don't believe that they deserve better, and then that's why they find themselves. And a lot of times that's because of these no-good bastard fathers, you know, who, who you know, and the, one of the reasons why we've been on for 10 years, you know, is because I say a lot of the things that should have been said by these fathers. I mean, I'm just saying, seriously. You know, I mean, I'm... You know, at that age now, why could be the father of you know someone who was who's old enough to listen to this show? You know, I mean, if you really do the math on it, that's, which is crazy just to think about, but you know, it is what it is. I thank God every day. I you know, I back in the day, all those you know women that I dealt with, I didn't end up with you know a, a child who was who is now you know, 15, you know, 11, 12, something crazy like that. Can you imagine that, Corey? I can't even imagine have, being a father of a teenager now. The heck? Wow. Yeah, man. Getting old. But now let me say something else, too. <clears throat> it's a lot of people, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a lot of people out there who, you know, are ashamed of their age. You know, like, oh, how old are you? I'm, I'm thirty something. Like, what do you, what, yo? How old are you? Like, it doesn't matter how old you are. Like, what are you a psycho? And, and I'm just saying, I'm thirty six years old. I mean, your age is your age. And the real reason why people are ashamed of their age or don't want to say their age is because really they're not really comfortable with where they are in life, and 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 honestly, in their relationship with God. Because why people go? I'm, I don't want to get older. Why not? That's one one day closer to getting to heaven. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the, the the reward is in heaven, not here on this earth. Don't don't try to preserve this. This ain't nothing to be preserved. Life is great, but it ain't nothing compared to what 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 God has in store for us after you know after death. So I mean, yo, say your age. You're 52. You're 52. You're 35. Man, it is what it is. I had a buddy. He used to make fun of me. I, I met him when he was like 17, and I was like 25. He was like, "Wow, you old!" So when I turned 30, 
He's like, wow, hey, you oh, he just turned 30. And I was like, okay, he just turned 30 last week. You know what I mean? And so we had a nice little laugh about that. I mean, don't be, and that's just like a whole another, you know, a whole a little side note. But whatever your age is, it, it, you know, it doesn't matter. You're still blessed. So anyway, that's my little soapbox uh, for that. The One of the last qualities and characteristics that I'll say about just the whole boo is they're going to be the STDs, there's going to be the fights, there's going to be the drama, there's going to be the nagging. The nagging is in many cases because you want something that you will never have. You want the actual relationship. You want the ring. You want the benefits of being the girlfriend, of being the wife. You know, but you because deep down you know that that's not how you're being viewed. You know that that's not what he wants from you. So then you say, all right, well, you know, I'm just going to nag him until he finally gives me what he wants. But you can't nag somebody into be, wanting to be with you. Either they want it and they're going to go ahead and, you know, do it on their own, or, or they don't. I mean, that's just basically what it is. Now, <clears throat> Courtney, what is a, is a boyfriend? Like you know what I'm saying? Because I think we don't we don't even talk about that a lot. A lot of times people are like we talk about marriage, we talk about us, but becoming a, having an actual relationship, believe it or not, guys, is actually very important. It's very important for a a man to actually make you his girlfriend. And I'll tell you, but what are your thoughts on that? What's what if you had to give a definition, you know, of a of a boyfriend? What would it what would it be? <clears throat> I would say it's. More so, it's someone that you have a connection with, you know, um, emotionally and spiritually, but more so that person is going to show you that through their actions that they care about you. It's not going to be surface level. It's not they're going to do things for you only if it benefits them. You know, they are going to want, you know, to support you and have your best interests at heart just because they care about you. But see, with the boo situations and the friends with benefits, it's like that guy, he may do things for you, but it'll only be to get what he wants, which is sex, you know. And so that's that's what I would say. That's one main difference. That's, that's yeah. I'm still waiting on those phones. You see, it's nightlight, you know, when we talk about other stuff, them phone lines be going crazy. But, you know. Other nights when we get when it gets real when people you know when it requires people to really put themselves out there, you know I mean even if it means helping others, people still will be reluctant, which is cool, which is cool. We don't put anybody on the spot, but you know, but just think about that though. You know, always think about maybe your story, your testimony might be able to help somebody else. You know what I mean? Your your hoish behavior might be able to save somebody else from exhibiting hoish behavior now that you're no longer a hoe. You see what I'm saying, guys? It is what it is. Um, <clears throat> but so there's that. Um, my definition of a, of a boyfriend, of a girlfriend, an actual relationship is the obviously the most important thing is there is actually a commitment. You know what I'm saying? There's a commitment. It's an understanding, which is going to be a public understanding. A lot of times when you you know we we see well yeah we we can let's just we can we together but I mean I just don't like people in my business all like that so you know let's just keep this between me and you I mean ladies you're getting played 
Okay, I'm just I'm just telling you right now, you're getting played. If anybody ever says that to you, if if somebody is okay with having sex with you and, you know, doing ever eating your food, laying up on your couch, up in your bed, you know, you taking care of him when he's sick. I mean, but he wants to keep that on the low. That man is playing you and he's having sex with other women. The only reason that a man would would go through the motions of being with someone but not actually commit to that woman is specifically to have sex with other women. In fact, a young woman asked a question. She said, they don't. Why do men stay with a woman for years and years if he's not interested in marrying her? I think a woman stays because she's waiting for a proposal, but I don't understand why a guy would want to do it. What are you guys' opinions on this? Well, um, it's kind of like what I just said. I mean, the the main reason to do it is to enjoy the benefits, whether that's sex, whether it's financial, whether it's emotional. A lot of women, once they become open, once they're feelings become involved, they start really opening up and helping that man through whatever it is that he's going through. Yeah, they'll break him off in the bedroom, but a lot of times it'll be more than that. A lot of times it'll be, you know, hey, how are you feeling? What are you going through? You know, and and, be, and you, will, you will do those things and seek out those things specifically because you want him to um, open up to you. But it doesn't. You found out the hard way. Many of you, it doesn't really work like that. You can be as emotionally vulnerable as you want to, but if it's for a man who doesn't really want a future with you, it's not going to do anything. He's still not going to commit to you. You ever experienced that, Courtney? You ever try to help a man out, not just sexually, but help him out emotionally, hoping that that would cause it to, you know, move to another level? All the time. All the time. I I can relate to. You know, having those long conversations, um, you know, talking about whatever it was that he was going through, even, you know, things from his past, things from, you know, his childhood. And so when I would be vulnerable and, you know, show that I was there for him, and he would in turn share things with me. And so that would make me think, you know, that, oh, well, this is going somewhere because he's opening up to me. But it that doesn't mean anything, like you said, if he's viewing you as a whole. Anyways, like there's no going back. You know, it's it's once a man looks at you that way, it's it's no way to go back. You know, from that because first impressions are everything. Right, that's a good point. A lot of women think that a relationship can start on a sexual level, and then progress until you know into marriage or a committed relationship. And on one hand, yeah, it can progress into marriage, but what it can't do is cause you to be viewed. As his future wife Follow me here Just because a man marries you Does not necessarily mean That he views you as his future wife That's very important to understand You know, unfortunately in many cases You know, women are being viewed as um, You know, roommates um, Just, you know, financial You know, some type of financial gain You know I mean, it's just the tax benefits. People, you know, oh yeah, let's, yeah, let's do joint. You know, let's let's get this joint refund. Like, whoa, what the heck? That's honestly, that's what it is. You know, in many cases. Um, so there's, so hopefully that's the answer to that question. But that's, there are many reasons why men do it. Some some men just don't have the balls to be honest. You know, what I mean, that's that's one reason. You know, a lot of times, you know, men will 
really be they'll be in a relationship but they don't really want to be there and because they don't have the balls to just walk walk away and you know break that woman's heart you know they stick around for years you know now that they're still cheating but you know they, they just they just stay under the the guise of a relationship um another characteristic of an actual relationship an actual boyfriend is there will be clear and present indications that he is building and actively planning a future with you. See, a lot of relationships, you guys ever notice a lot of your relationships, they're very stagnant. They're very day-to-day. It's just like, okay, what are you doing today? What are you doing this weekend? What are we doing next week? But it's nothing, it's not, you're not planning a future. There, You have no idea what the next, you know, I mean, you know, a week is going to hold it, two weeks, let alone the next 10 years. And one of the major characteristics of a actual, having a boyfriend is that man, if he's viewing you as a wife, is actively going to be planning the wedding, actively planning. And when I say the wedding, I mean everything that comes along with the wedding. You know, I mean, even if it's just mentally, getting the ring, you know, figuring out what kind of ring you want. Getting to know, incorporating, this is very important, incorporating you into his family. See, a lot of women don't understand, say, well, what do you mean? Well, I met, you know, I met his mom and, you know, I met his dad a couple of times. Now, I'm not talking about meeting these people. I'm talking about being with these people. And you are part of the family. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of women, you're not a part of his family. You've met the family. You've seen his sister. You know, you you swung by the crib or you were over there, you know, hiding in the bathroom in your bra and panties when his mom showed up to pick up the vacuum cleaner. But you don't really, you know what I'm saying? You're not a part of the family. You have to become a part of the family. And when a man views you in that manner, he will make, that. that's his responsibility. A lot of women think they, they try to, like, oh, yeah, so, um... Yeah, like, like we shoot, you know, we should go by your mom's place. Like what? Like for what? What are you talking about? Like oh yeah, no, nah, don't you got to pick up something over there? Uh, no. When they like try to you know manipulate their way into the family. Now you can't do that. With a, if a man wants you there, ladies, you'll be there. If he doesn't, you won't. You know, I told you guys all the time. I mean, my wife is a part of my family now. It's not like, you know, oh yeah, my mom. It's just like okay. That's just what it is. It's, it's one big family now. You know, the same thing with, uh, you know, her family. So it's you know you just gotta like on Thanksgiving, we I gotta I get you know we split it up like we'll go for we we rotate like so one year I'll go we'll go to my mom's for dinner and then her family's uh, place for you know dessert and then you know and vice versa. You know, maybe the next year for Christmas or something. But you see what I'm saying? It's not like if you're not doing those types of things, I can almost promise you he's not viewing you, you know, as as the man. Excuse me. He's not the man that's viewing you as his future wife. What are your thoughts on that, Courtney? What were you doing on those holidays? (laughs) I was um, by myself. While, you know, they brought the woman that they were, you know, looking to take seriously um, to meet the family. So you brought up some really good points. What I will say also 
is that um, one thing that stood out, you said that, you know, they're a part of the family, like you incorporate them into the family. And so a lot of women think because they've met the family, just they've said hi and, you know, they were introduced that, you know, that's a big deal. But believe it or not, some friends with benefits are introduced to the mom and introduced to the dad, and they think because of that 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 means something. But they're still not part of the family. They just met them and said hello. It's case in point. Great, great point, Courtney. Young, this young woman I was dealing with, funny thing is, we, I mean, we were literally, um, I mean, you know, I don't even know what you want to call it. I mean, we weren't even... It's probably a whole other thing. We probably, you know, we'll get into when we do our show on sex games. But we weren't even having sex. That's the funny thing about it. Like we were dealing what? with each other, huh? I'm sorry. Keep going. It's so funny. What are you, about to, you know where I'm going with this, don't you? Yeah, keep going. Now that's the thing. I need to be stopped. I don't. I don't. I'm about to go too far. But you know, it is what it is. Keep it on Fridays. I mean, and I, that's why I want to do this show on, on sex games because a lot of women. They play these games, man. Like they play these sex games. Like they will be dealing with, um, you know, a man, and and will have been dealing with that man for you know for some time, but for whatever ridiculous reason, they just won't want to have sex. You know what I'm saying? And now, and what I mean by that is, and if you don't want to have sex, I mean I'm not saying you should. Obviously, you shouldn't have sex. But what I'm saying is, it's like when you come off, okay, and you give off a sexual vibe. And your motivation, your reasoning for not having sex has nothing to do with your spiritual convictions. And that's not even, the, you know, a part of it. That's not even on the table. It's not an issue. But you just say, oh, you know, I just don't want, you know, we can do this. We can grind, you know. We can mess around, but I just don't want to go all the way. But we'll be leading you to believe that every time you get into that environment that there's a possibility that you will, but then when it gets to that point, it's like, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. You know what I'm saying? The tug of war with the panties. And, I mean, that's that's a sex game. That's ridiculous, ladies. And those are the types of things that that cause men to hate you, to hate you with a passion and, and actively want to have sex with you. So I say... You know, if you're going to do it, I mean, you shouldn't do it. But, I mean, I'm saying if you know if you're going to do it and you know you're going to do it, then just do it. The worst thing you could do is is let him touch all on you, feel all on you, you know, kiss all on you, upstairs and downstairs, and the next thing you know you're telling this guy stop because you're a Christian. If you were a Christian, you wouldn't be letting him suck on your nipples. You know what I'm saying? I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. You're about to make me go back to 2004, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> really? I mean, because women out here, they many of them, they they play so many games, and, and they're freaks. I was just talking to someone who will remain nameless in the inbox. You know what I'm saying? But he just, we were talking about, yo, it's a lot of freaks out here. We said, yeah, a lot of freaks on Facebook, a lot of women posting scriptures, but are freaks. You know, be letting men touch all up, all up on them, grind all on them. You know what I mean? And and we as men talk about these things. We see these things. These are not things that turn us on, ladies. No man enjoys having what is commonly known as blue balls, right? That's not that's no fun. You know what I mean, I mean, come on, Courtney. I mean, we're all adults here. We're all Christians, but at the same time, we're all adults. 
You know, was there something about giving men blue balls that turned you on? Yeah. What I, was that? I just, I felt like I had power, and I don't know why I kind of liked to see them struggle a little bit. I was like, ah, well, I, you know, I got one up on them, and or I could turn them on, and you know, I can control when and. Um, you know, when I want to have sex with them and I can just string them along. I used to just tell myself that I um, was in control. And it was really just to make up for low self-esteem if we want to be even realer. But, yeah. See, here's the thing about that. I mean, and I get it. I mean, everything you said is correct. I mean, I understand exactly why women do it, you know, and what it represents for them and, and, and how they feel about themselves. But one of the things you got to realize is that, I mean, ladies, you can't, there is no control. You have no control over anything. You never will. You never have and never will. These men are not pressed. Men men go into Denzel Washington mode in many cases when they, when they want sex. You know, they become these actors, award-winning actors, where they lead you to believe that if they don't get it at that moment, it's going to just be you know, uh, the end of the world, and they're not going to view you the same, and they're not going to, I mean, it's just, it's all BS. These men are good. These men are fine. They don't care. You see what I'm saying? And, I mean, if anything, when they have blue balls, they're just going to leave your crib and go see somebody else who they're already, you know, who's already on the team on that level. You know, yeah, it's great to get some new sex, but I mean, you know, when you got it's either old, you know, someone you've been dealing with previous, you know, prior, you know, it's that or or nothing. You know, it's not a not too much of a hard choice. And, um, and so I just think, I mean, ladies, don't think that these men are pressed. Is I guess my overall point. Don't don't think that you have any power uh, in regards to you know whether or not you have sex. We really don't care one way or the other. You know what I mean? And and I'm just saying that because a lot of men, a lot of women give, you know, that false sense of empowerment to women, and that perpetuates the problem where we need to be honest and, and, and men need to really say, hey, look, listen, I'm, I'm really, I, I'll deal with you. You know, we can take this thing to another level, but believe me, it's not going to be because what's be- in between your legs. It's going to be between what's between your ears. You know your mind, your body, your, your personality, your soul, your spirituality. We talked uh, last week about the definition of the perfect wife. You know, and the qualities that we as men look for. Me, Marv, Lewis, James. You know, and a couple of great callers. I mean, we. You know, that's that's what men look for. Notice nobody was saying, "Oh yeah, we got to get the you know the, the sex. We got to." You gotta be a freak. You gotta give good head. Like I mean, like what? What are you talking about? Those things are reserved for marriage. All right. In fact, you know, a lot of women are psychos out here. A lot of women have been done so so wrongly by men. Courtney, you might remember this young woman. I'll leave her anonymous, but I want you guys to because a lot of things I'm saying, women hear and they don't just hear it. Like we heard a letter from a young woman who actually appreciated shows like this, the realness, the, the the harshness, the bluntness. She appreciated, but other women they don't really take it that way. They listen with hate in their heart. Many women who are listening right now with hate in their heart. This is young uh, a young woman who wrote in 
Uh, she posted this in the friends group uh, a while ago. Maybe some of you may remember about maybe a year or so ago. And you can tell that the way that this was written, she had hate in her heart. This was understand, guys. This is a, a great example of the type of women that we talk about. You know, extremely emotionally unavailable, extremely guarded, bitter, jaded, and it, it shows in in this letter. And we'll talk about it. She says, uh, "I have," and this is in capital letters. I have some serious questions for the men. They are as follows. Do you guys currently feel as though there was nothing wrong with going through the quote-unquote player stage in your past? If so, does this mean that you will encourage your offspring to do the same? Question number two. Do you guys regret ever going through the player stage? Now realizing what an abomination fornication is to the Lord, (laughs) if so, does this mean that you regret taking advantage of loose women, even if they didn't use the sense God gave them to respect themselves? Question number three, is it fair to agree that two wrongs don't make a right, and as Christians we should not conform to the ways of the world, even if society states that it's okay for a man to be a hoe? So those are the questions that she that she stated. Just and you you know we've heard you know thousands of questions here on this show. You can always tell a woman who is asking a question because she genuinely wants to know the answer to help her along her walk. But other questions, as like we see here, are phrased with the goal, with the intent of being argumentative. Do you see the? Are you able to see the difference there, Courtney, between these these types of questions? Yeah, you can always you can always tell the difference. You know, the tone is is much different. Even when you look online and you see people post things like those that are asking questions, trying to be argumentative, it's always you know things are phrased in all caps, and so you already know that they want to start something. It's already you know being combative. Um, and, you know, they ask questions, um, absolving themselves of any kind of responsibility. And so, yeah, you can definitely tell the difference. But, you know, that's coming from a place of, of hurt. And so I hope that she was able to work through that and just do some self-reflection. Because it just seemed like she was just blaming black men for everything. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's unfortunate because... I mean, funny thing is, I'll even answer her questions though, because the reality is, I mean, a lot of the things that she was saying were, you know, were actually good. I mean, they're good questions, but it's just the way that they were written, the context in which it was written in. You know, do you feel as though there was nothing wrong with going through the quote unquote players? See, and I just want to be clear, because there's a lot of talk about that in my uh, new book. You know, there's a whole section on it in my two disc CD, what women need to know but don't want to hear. Um, you know, and so, you know, men go through the, you know, uh, the love we had was a great example of a man going through the tail end of of the player stage and, and entering into the ready to settle down stage. The prequel to that is actually coming. I'm working on that uh, simultaneously, along with how to win the heart of an elite man in 365 days or less, where we're actually going to get a chance to see Derek and Mike, you know, in, in their player stages on the college campus in the fraternity you're going to get a chance to see a lot of that stuff Courtney's like oh when when's that coming out what Courtney yeah Courtney's I know like, that's oh. right Courtney 
Now that's gonna be crazy, man. I got I gotta even I gotta tone that down. And obviously you guys know I'm working on my, my new novel as well, Can't Let Go. So um you know, man, I'm 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 a busy guy right now. It's just a lot going on. But you know, I say all that to say that even though we talk about it in the realest way possible, please don't think that anything that I say is being done out of a braggadocious nature. You know, um, you know, I'm not trying to glorify any type of player stage. No one who who's been on this show is is interested in um, you know making it you know sexy or anything like that. You know, we're just saying it you know what it is so you guys can get an understanding of how to identify other men who are currently in the player stage. That's all. But there's nothing. There's you know, do I have a regret, you know, for for taking advantage of loose women? I mean, I think that's an oxymoron. You can't take advantage of a loose woman. If someone is loose, it's because they want to be loose. So you can't, I mean, we're not talking about rape here. You know, we're talking about consensual sex. So you can't take advantage. But, you know, be that as it may, you know, I still do have regrets for certain things that I've done in my past. You know, if I could do things, I mean, people say, oh, I, I would, if I could change my past, I wouldn't change a thing. Stop lying. Yes, you would. Don't, I mean, just stop lying. People try to be so philosophical, so deep, you know, and so spiritual. I mean, like, just stop it. I know if I could go back in time through a time machine, there's a lot of stuff I would do differently. You know, and who, I mean, who wouldn't? You know, but I mean, yes, everything I've done, everything I've been through has made me stronger. I mean, yeah, of course, but I'm not going to sit there and lie and be like, there weren't certain mistakes I wish I hadn't made, certain, you know, hearts I, you know, wish I hadn't broken. I mean, who? everybody has regrets in life. Anybody who says they don't is a liar. No one's life has been perfect. You know what I'm saying? And we have to start being honest. You know, you got any regrets, uh, Courtney? You know what? Before I said that, um, no, I don't. I said, no, I wouldn't change anything. <laughs> but now I think about it. Yeah, I'd change some things. I would. I mean, of course you would. I mean, everybody would. It, it doesn't yeah. mean that it makes you a weaker person or anything. I mean, but, I mean, that's like, you know, I got up out of bed you know, and I stubbed my big toe on the on the, the the stupid mattress thing, you know, the base of the you know the bed. My toe hurt for the next three days. Oh yeah, I I, I wouldn't change that. I wouldn't walk around the long way just so I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course you would. You fell and broke your leg. You broke your ankle. You know what I, mean? I mean, everybody would would do certain things differently. That guy who still has your heart that you're still having sex with, you wish you wouldn't have. Going on that first date with him, of course you would have not done that to avoid all the hurt and pain and resentment. You know, I mean, see, I mean, I well, you know, if I wouldn't ever met him, I wouldn't have my son. I mean, come on, I mean, yeah, that's true. But I'm just saying, kids are a blessing. But you know, I'm just saying, you could have done things differently. That's all. God will work everything out. If you're meant to have kids, you're meant to be a mother. You'll you'll be a mom. You know what I'm saying. Uh, what else, man? What else? Just, just feel, I feel like keeping it real tonight, man. Just, what are some other uh, questions 
She says, is it fair to uh, agree that two wrongs don't make a right and we as Christians should not conform to the ways of the world even though society states it's okay for a man to be a hoe? I agree with that. I agree that we shouldn't conform to the ways of the world. I mean, I think that we as men, well, I should say that society does glamorize, you know, being a male hoe. Um, Society does put a, a positive spin on men who are, Promiscuous, whereas women are ostracized and demonized, um, you know, for being a hoe. You know, and you know, I think I I said <laughs> this back. I don't know if you guys remember, but back in the day, when I like maybe like you know, four or five years ago, when I first got on f- Facebook, people were like, they, I mean, my my main page was like a war zone. Like people were like just going crazy. I remember I said. This is probably one of the most the biggest debates that I've ever had. I said something. I woke up one morning. I was like, uh, I said we should go back to the days when 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 uh, people stoned hoes. You know what I mean? But big biblical times. You know what I mean? When they actually stoned. You know, see a lot of women. They think of the the the, uh, the woman who was going to be stoned that Jesus saved. Which I gotta realize is there were a lot of women who Jesus didn't save. You know what I mean? There are a lot of women who actually were stoned for prostitution, you know, and and prostitution was not as, you know, when I say prostitution, I mean hoish behavior was not as rampant then at all like it was now. And so I'm saying is, you know, I'm not, I would probably wouldn't say that now, but at that time I said, you know, we should go. I wish we could go back to that, and we would we would see a lot more respectable women. We'd see a lot more women getting wifed up, a lot more men. And you, man, the, the ladies. They well, I shouldn't say the ladies, but there were like a couple of psychos. So which brought out other psychos, and then like you know, people just start coming out the woodwork. Then it was like a thousand comments, two thousand comments, like something crazy. But um, yeah. Anyway, um, not a couple couple questions. A um, couple questions here that uh, a young woman wrote in. Um, where is this? Which one should I do? A uh, young woman says, Daydon, I'm a young lady who's been with my boyfriend for almost four years. I love him. He's had two kids on me, but we decided to work it out and stay together. I'm trying really hard, but if you've ever stayed after infidelity, you can relate. But it's even worse when it results in children. He can't understand why I'm always uh, tripping about him being on the phone with his baby mama um, like they're best of friends. Don't get me wrong. I understand that he has some kind of relationship with her, but where should I draw the line? Am I being insecure? He doesn't understand that I trusted him, and now that he's abused it twice, it takes more than sorry in time. What should I do? What do you guys think? Now, Courtney, why? I mean, why would you write your own advice question? In? <laughs> Did sound like me, didn't it? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. What, what do you think on this one, though? Very similar. Um, I I think that she knows what it is that she needs to do. I think she knows that um, she should have left after the first baby. I think she knows that he's still sleeping with his child's mother. Um, but she's trying to, you know, make it seem like, oh, it's just, you know, she's just being insecure. But no, you know the truth. Like, women know the truth. It's like you know that woman's intuition. Just, you know, your gut feeling. 
you know what's going on. So my advice, really, I don't have a lot, but what I would say is just to to walk away and just be honest with yourself and just know that you deserve way better than that. Why stay with that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's really no there's no reason to stay, you know, and, and that it kind of goes back to feeling like, you know, it's better to be alone you know, than, or better to be in a bad relationship than to be alone. And so um, just kind of get that self-esteem weight up, as I always like to say. You know, never let somebody put you into a, a situation where you where you question yourself, where you question your own worth as a, you know, as a woman. You know, it's really not, it's not worth it. Um, I mean, what, what else can you say about this? I mean, no one in their right mind would want to stay with someone who had sex with them and then went and had sex with somebody else, and then, you know, went back to them. I mean, unless your name is Gabrielle Union. I mean, but anyone other anyone <laughs> other than that in their right mind would not knowingly and willingly do that. Anyone with a healthy level of self-esteem would not do that. And I think we really got to, you know, we got to start encouraging, um, you know, people to respect themselves, and not just in the cliché, type of way, you know, like we say it, but like actually respect yourself by not putting yourself into certain situations where you're where you're clearly going to be disrespected. You know, I th- I think that's fair, right, Courtney? Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's not really much we can say other than that. The writing is on the wall. Right, right, absolutely. All right, what else can we talk about tonight, man? We're ready to wrap it up soon, man, but um, but that she said four years. That's another thing with with uh, being a boo. You're always going to have that time having a boo. It's like you know months because what that's the whole point. When a man wants to really be with you, he he goes ahead and locks you down. When he wants to be your boo, when he wants to just kick it with you and chill with you indefinitely, he lets the time go by without locking you down. And so you know you just want to look at the signs so you don't find yourself um, you know being uh you know, caught off guard. Next thing you know, you wake up, you know, you, you've been dealing with somebody for, you know, five years, six years. Like, whoa, where did the, where did the time go? So it's just one of those things. I mean, are you are you happy that you walked away, you know, from that situation? Yes, I am happy. But what I will say is I wish I would have done it sooner. <laughs> I wish that, you know, it wouldn't have um, taken uh, – you know, um, something extreme for me to walk away. But, yeah, of course I'm happy. Right. You feel blessed? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I th- I'm blessed in so many ways, in so many ways. I mean, I'm happy that I can be on the show and talk to you guys and share my experiences. You know, I'm happy that, you know, I'm not, um, I don't have to deal with, you know, being having a child by him or even HIV, like those extreme cases, I'm happy that I didn't have to experience that. So, yeah, I'm happy. Absolutely, absolutely, man. And and you guys should be happy as well. You know, you guys should definitely be happy as well. You know, don't let a day go by where you don't thank God for um, allowing yourself to to be out of whatever situation that it was that God delivered you from. See a call on the line. 
Phone lines have been open, 646-200-0366. So you're calling the line from the 251 area code. Welcome to Keeping It Real Fridays. Hello. Yes, hello. Hi. Um, I just wanted to say something. I, uh, a few years ago, I, I came across this um, station, and I reached out, and you know, and I got some counseling. And, um, you know, at the time when I was going through, you know, I really didn't, I really didn't un- understand very much about all this player stage and all this settling down stage. You know, I thought that, you know, it was what he said. I, I was very trusting, very naive. But um, after I had the counseling and everything, and I got myself together, I was able to walk away from the situation that I was in. And um, I'm not going to say it wasn't the hardest thing in the world I ever did, because because it was. You know, I felt as though I was in love. Every time I said I was in love, uh, they'd always tell me, no, you weren't. You know, that would make me kind of mad, but, you know, I took it. But now I understand why he said that I wasn't in love. I I was in love with the thought of him being what I wanted to be in love with, you know. And um, and I found out through some, just some inner um, reflections, and, you know, I just took a just took a break off from everything and just really um, locked in back with with Lord and you know and just I just got really serious with it and um, I'm I'm so glad now I'm free from it now and now I can look back and and you know I can really appreciate the counseling that I went through and the realness that I heard, you know, I'm not going to say it didn't make me mad. <laughs> a couple of times I went to almost cuss them out, but, you know, I was I was okay, you know, and uh, I'm just glad that I went through the counseling, and now I'm a better person for it, and now I know what I want the minute I see it or the minute I, you know, he he shows me what it is that he wants from me and I get what I know that I need, I, I, I know that now. You know, I'm I'm a giver by nature, and I was giving, giving, and giving so much that I wasn't getting anything back. But because I thought I was in love, I wasn't thinking very much about it. And I, through the counseling, I saw that I wasn't getting anything back. You know, and uh, he just they don't just made me see it because I really wouldn't look at it. And I just wanted to let anybody know that uh, the counseling does help; it works. And I didn't need like a year of counseling, but I did take a few months of it and took what he said to heart and took it to the Lord, and and I'm free from it now, and I just wanted to put that testimony in. Wow. You know what? Let me just say thank you. I appreciate the, uh, you know, the, the call. Uh, let everybody know where you're calling them from. I'm calling out of Alabama. Excellent, excellent. Good to hear from you. You know, and I, you guys, you guys hear me talk about it, you know, but I've, You'd be surprised. I don't like. I'm not. I don't like to brag or anything like that. But you know, I've I've helped a number of women. Um, you know, similar to her, and um, you know, even Courtney. Uh, you know, and many of many of you guys. I just thank you know for reaching out and uh, sharing testimonies, writing letters, and things like that. You know, it's great to hear from from actual success stories. Um, you know, from people who have gone through situations, been the boo, been the late night jump off, the friend with benefits. And it's just good to know that, um, you know, it, it does work. You know, it does work. It does help. So uh, you guys hear from, you know, you've heard from a number of people. If, you, if you're interested in, in counseling, we're still doing the uh, the Valentine's Day 50% off special. Definitely reach out. 
All packages are half price right now up until Valentine's Day. So eight five five fifty five day on daydon at trctoday.com, Courtney at trctoday.com. You know, I always say, I mean, it's not a cliche, you know, don't wait until tomorrow. Literally take the first step in, uh, in you know, in changing your life today. If you're in a, a a boo, if you have a boo, but you want a boyfriend, you know, take that step. You know, tell him, just, you know, don't call me anymore. Not Don't ignore his calls. Don't, you know, don't try to block his number or delete him off fakes, but just literally tell him. You know, hey, look, just don't call me anymore. This is over. This is done. I don't want to have anything else to do with you. You'll be surprised how um, how free you feel, how how light you end up feeling after that. And then that that those types of situations often are what's blocking you from really getting closer to God. You know, which is the person who's going to bring about that ultimate uh, you know relationship that you seek. So, Courtney, what last words of wisdom? What did you think about that? That testimony from someone who's been through the five-phase cycle towards achieving 100% emotional availability. Awesome. That was an awesome testimony. Um, you know, it was really good, you know, to hear um, just what she what she went through. A lot of things that she was talking about, you know, things that um, I could identify with myself. And one thing that she said, um, you know, that stood out to me, is that, you know, a lot of women, they're not even really in love with the man, you know, but it's what you want it to be. So what I would say to the women out there is to really embrace the truth and let go of the fantasy that the, at that the devil is creating in your head. Because none of it's true. Everything right. you want it to be, that's not what it is. And once you let go of that fantasy, you know, that is when, you know, God can come in and, and you can, uh, you know, that's when God can move, on, you know, in on your life. So um, that's what I would say. Right, absolutely. Yeah, great advice, Courtney. Great uh, great show, great comments, great feedback. Um, you know, I would just, one last thing that I would say is that, you know, God has somebody for everybody. No matter what you've done, no matter who you've been a boo to, you know, I mean, you, there is somebody out there for you. It's just a matter of you. Um, eliminating certain sins from your life, eliminating certain behaviors, and really just taking that first step to admitting that that's what you both want and need in your life. And then, um, you know, I believe God rewards those types of people. He rewards those situations. And, um, you know, that's the best way to do it. So um, thank you guys for listening in tonight. We'll be back um, live probably uh, early next week. Look out for a couple classic rebroadcasts uh, tomorrow night, uh, Sunday night. Then we'll come back live most likely Monday night, with, uh, you know, another classic show. So, look, guys, I I, I thank you. I appreciate it. And um, I'll see you all next time. Peace.
Yeah. 